Hello and welcome to the Romance Readers Seeking Bestsellers podcast. I'm Izzy. And I'm Becca. We invite bestselling authors onto the show and get to know them and their bestselling author journey. But also, they bring a book that they've read and loved, written by a not yet bestselling author that they think should be a bestseller. They've shared the book with us before they've come onto the show, so we've read the book as well, and together we'll review it. If you like the show, we'd love it if you would follow the show wherever you're grabbing it from and leave a review. Tell your reader friends about it and share the show on social media. You can also support us on Patreon. When you become a patron of the show, you'll get early access to episodes, bonus content, exclusive giveaways, online parties, and so much more. Coming soon, we'll be offering grants and scholarships to future bestsellers. And now, and now on, on to the, to the show. show. Hey there, romance readers. This episode has been brought to you by Libby Waterford, one of my own personal favorite authors, author of the Never a Bride series, the Weston Reunion series, and most recently, the Sawyer's Cove series. Are you a fan of shows like Dawson's Creek, One Tree Hill, 90210? Have you been wanting a reboot? Do I have the book for you? Take two is book one of the Sawyer's Cove series by Libby Waterford. Check it out. As teen stars, their young love splintered under the spotlight of fame. Twelve years later, their incredible chemistry is still there, but is their relationship ready for a take two? Jay Orlando used to be a lot of things. Notorious heartthrob, second lead on cult favorite teen drama Sawyer's Cove, and in hopeless first love with his co-star, Camille Corsair. Now he's a humble bar owner, reluctantly trading in on his one-time fame while she is a certified star. When Cammy walks into his bar, the last thing he expects her to say are the words reboot and contract. While Cammy is as tempting as ever, Jay has no intention of reprising his role on the show or in Cammy's life. Cammy's fledgling producing career hinges on getting her ex-co-star and the boy who broke her heart to sign on the dotted line. Her return to Misty Harbor, the small seaside town where they shot the original show, reminds her of a simpler time. She's not expecting the place to feel like home, or to be reminded of all the reasons she fell in love with Jay Orlando in the first place. Hollywood meets small-town New England in this brand-new steamy contemporary romance series, Sawyer's Cove, The Reboot. Twelve years after being canceled, a beloved teen drama gets the green light for a reboot, and the show's once and future stars upend lives in the small seaside town where it's filmed. Sawyer's Cove, book one, take two. Grab your digital copy now for just 99 cents on all platforms, but hurry, the sale price is only good until October 20th. I've read this one and it was definitely five stars from me, and I've already pre-ordered the next book in the series, Take a Bow, which releases October 13th. Get started now for just 99 cents with take two and pre-order Take a Bow while you're there so you can just keep on reading. And don't forget to check out Libby Waterford's other amazing books. Today, we're so excited. We have USA Today bestselling author, Tia Louise, with us. Tia is a bestselling, award-winning author of super hot and sexy romances. I have been following Tia for years and absolutely adore her. So welcome to the podcast, Tia. Thank you. It's so great to be here. This is, I love podcasts. This is my favorite thing, chatting with book people. And we are so honored that you are on our very first (laughs) 
Hey. Awesome. I'm right, popping to there. Thank you. I'm so, what an honor. This is really great. Thank you so much. Very good. Yeah, we're happy, 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 happy to have you here. Um, so Tia, somebody is new to your books. How would you describe your work, your genre of romance? Well, it's okay. So it's steamy military mostly. I always, well, I started out with the one to hold series, which was an eight book series. And it was all like former military guys who were, you know, private investigators. And it kind of had this long story arc, but individual books focusing on different couples. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it was sort of an overarching kind of storyline because they were after this one particular person or, you know, this kind of ongoing thing. So that was my first really popular series. So trying to stay in that vein because people seem to like, you know, that, you know, you want to stay in your brand. I kind of branched into a little more kind of small town uh, romance, you know, like um, from there I did like books like, well, when we touch uh, and when we kiss our small town, and a little more angsty. The heroes are all like the alpha hole type. No, 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 not alpha hole. Let me fix that. <laughs> okay, okay. Alpha role, alpha role. Uh, I just learned the word. I just learned the word. That's why I messed big, it up. Big, big cinnamon roll, right? Yes, because yeah. somebody said they're not really cinnamon rolls because they're these, you know, strong kind of silent alpha types, but they have that soft center. So they are sort of the alpha role. So I was like, oh, I like that. That's actually perfect. That's a good yeah. term. So, I know, really right? Term. So I have and another I think- author came up with that. I didn't make that up. Somebody else <laughs> made that up, but I can't remember what her name was, but just Google it and you'll find her blog. And she talks all about it. And I was like, that is the perfect description of my guys. They're alpha roles because they're very, you know, burly kind of, you know, manly men, but for the right lady, they're very, you know, protective and soft and, you know, really cool. And they're all like very sexy, um, really spicy. Like I said, mostly small town, mostly the guys have a military background. Sometimes I get a little more into that, like in the boss of me uh, on the fight for love series, there's a little more of that band of brothers thing in those four books, because the guys were all in the same kind of regiment, military regiment together. And one of them was injured and that's kind of a driving, you know, kind of binds them all together. But even in my series books, they're all focused on the couple, but they'll like share characters. You know, everybody loves that. I mean, yeah, I love yeah. that. I love reading a book that's like a, a cameo appearance. I call, them, the I call them interconnected standalones. Yes. Yes, they are. They're interconnected. I like to do oh. Easter eggs though too, where you like take a exactly. character, not from the series at all. And you like plunk the person in the other world. Like, oh. I know I have done that before and that's always fun too. I know everybody's like, oh my God, Doc, it's so-and-so was in that. I think I did that with, um, I can't remember what, what it was, but, uh, yeah. So for the most part there, uh, some of my books have a little romantic suspense and then some of them are just more angsty. Like, um, like the one to hold series had the romantic suspense, my new series, the, um, fearless, filthy and forbidden, which is coming into in January. Um, those are all a little romantic suspense, but if you're not really into romantic suspense, you know, I also just have the small town kind of angsty, you know, without, you know, but everybody likes a little suspense. I think, I mean, it's not scary. It's not like you're going to be like hiding under your covers or anything like that, but that's kind of, it's you know, we've done it. What's but going on? But we do want to be under the covers, right? Oh, <laughs> well, okay. Wait, unless you would alpha. <laughs> although I don't know, you know, I have had, I swear I've been at book book events before I had husbands and wives being up asking me about, you know, like we were doing this scene. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, <laughs> guys, come on. Come on. I love so, 
so how long have you been writing and how did you come to the decision to start writing? Um, so I, I made the switch. So I was, I kind of told you all this before I kind of started out doing young adult and I had written young adult for a while and well, a while, um, about four years and I was liking it, but to be honest, I wrote a series of young adult books that was sort of over a, a period of time. And, um, and one of my beta readers said in one of the books, it kind of focused on the parents of the um, sure. kids, the young adult kids at when they were younger and then kind of bring it up to speed because they were having a big secret. And, um, and so one of my beta readers was like, you know, this was so good. I really liked the way you wrote this. You really should write, you know, more women's adult romance. And I was like, well, I don't know. I got people in my life who would not approve of that. You know, I mean, I've always been the one that always would steal my grandma's Harlequins and skip to the steamy bits and be like, read them, be like, oh my gosh. You know, so, I mean, I was gone. And um, so, I mean, I do that all the time. So I've never had a problem with it. I've always actually, that's my favorite part. And um, so I was just kind of like, well, I got a lot of people in my life who wouldn't, you know, get into that. And then in 2013 was when I released One to Hold in October of 2013. And honestly, I was kind of prompted because I had been wanting to do it anyway. And then, like I was saying, my husband got hit by a car and um, he was really, I mean, thank God he was, it broke the bottom two bones in his leg, the tibia and yeah whatever that makes it thin those two down at the bottom and um and it was like he works at he's a lawyer but he was working at a small firm at the time and you know healthcare is like yeah getting health insurance you know they were didn't have the greatest health insurance plan and so we got hit with a really huge medical bill that we were kind of having to figure out what to do with and I was like see what sounds like it's time to try out the women's romance. And so and I wanted to do it anyway. And so I was sat down and I swear I wrote one to hold in like three weeks. Wow. And it was, it just kind of came out of me. You know what I mean? I think a lot of times when you've been sitting on an idea that those first early books, they just come pouring out. You know what I mean? And I mean, by the time you get to book like 35 or whatever, you're like, wait a minute, have I already told this story? You know, I think it takes longer because you feel like I don't want to repeat myself, but, um, but in those early days, those books just come out so fast. And, um, and I wrote it and it was, you know, I sent it to a couple of authors that I trust. And I was like, what do you think? Is this okay? And they were like, wow, that's really good. I got a lot of really positive feedback and was really, real, really well received. And it did really well. It kind of blew up. And that was such a neat thing, you know, and it also helped us pay off that freaking medical bill. Cause I was like, <laughs> Oh my God, I really was like, I really prayed about it. I was like, Lord, I don't know what I'm going to do about this. Cause we can't, you know, yeah. I don't know where we're going to find this money. And, um, so, cause he had gotten hit in Miami. They had to fly him oh home. It was like all kind of stuff. Yeah. And, um, Jeez. it was bad. And, uh, so I know. And so, um, and they, they said it was his fault because it <sighs> light the light, he was crossing six lanes of traffic. I know because everybody's like, well, why didn't their insurance pay for it? I was like, well, because the policeman just threw the ticket on him while he was laying there on the ground dying. I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. Oh. He gave him a ticket while the ambulance was coming. He I like, was having heart palpitations right then. Don't do that. Yeah, I cannot tell you. I had just taken people. a drink. I almost spit it out. Sorry, <laughs> I can't tell you how many people have been hit just be careful walking around in Miami is all I have to say, or running around. Anything. Oh my he had, gosh. Six lanes of traffic. He had just made it to the other side. Like he was just getting out of the road when the guy hit him. 
And I was like, he was probably texting. I was like, he was probably texting on his phone. Looked up and was like, oh shit, you know, and hit, you know, I'm sorry, can we cuss? Yeah, anyway, and um, and, you know, hit him, and like the guy stopped and everything, but uh, they decided it was my husband's fault because he was the light had changed. I'm like, oh my god, he's running across six lanes of traffic. He had just made it to the sidewalk. Like he, he was out, he was getting out and the guy like clipped his leg. Ah. And um, so, yeah, so they had to fly him back because they said if he was there, if they didn't get him home, mm-hmm. that the swelling and all that he wouldn't be able to, and we're in Indiana, you know, so it's far, it's really mm-hmm. far. Mm-hmm. Behind. So they were like, we got to find back right away because we can't wait, you know, because wow. they had to do surgery and put like titanium in. Mm-hmm. Anyways, needless to say, it was huge medical bills and <laughs> our insurance only covered like, I want to say like a third of it. It was not a lot because no. it, yeah, it was really terrible. like that kind of insurance that you just get, you know, just for just in case. And I right. guess this just in case. Anyway, it was big. So you, you, you wrote that book super fast. Now, are you a plotter or a pantser? Well, at that time I was a super pantser. I had always been a pantser. I was also 10 years younger than, but, um, so my <laughs> brain was, and, and several books younger better. than, yeah. right. Sure. So, um, quite a fewer plots to keep straight in my mind, but, yeah. um, but yeah, no, back then I would just like sit down and pants it out, but you know, and as I've gotten older, I've started plotting a lot more. And I tell you what, my writing, my first drafts are so much cleaner, you know, they really, yeah. Plotting, I mean, I mean, I used to say, I'll never plot. I have to just write from my heart. What, as it comes to me, I let the characters speak. And then I just <laughs> say what they do, what they say. And it's like, yeah, okay, that's, that's true. And that's good. And you right. do need to do that. Of course. But if you have a roadmap and you like outline it, you know, and you know where you're going to go, you're not going to have those days where you're sitting there, like just staring out the window going, what do I do next? Where are we going today? You know? And it's like when the characters aren't talking, you well, know, and, it's like, but, but also a plot and a plot or the roadmap doesn't mean you can't take detours. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Right. You're right. See, that's yeah. the thing that I learned. Um, right. I've said before, my most heavily plotted book was Stay, my novel Stay. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. yeah. Like 2019. Anyway, and I literally plotted the whole thing out using that Beats, you know, that Beats thing. Um, do you mean this one, Romancing the Beats? Well, as a matter of fact, I do. <laughs> and uh, that would be it. And, uh, and so I used that and I plotted it all out. And I swear that was the smoothest writing experience I've ever had. It was just like, it was just like butter. And it was this, you know, when the characters would like have a moment and change, I was able to pivot, you know, and kind of, and that was, it was totally fine. But I had thought through every scene. I had, mm-hmm. th- I had even written like dialogue notes when they were talking in my head as I was plotting the scene I would stop and just write in their notes real quick what they were saying and when I got to those scenes it reminded me and I was able to slip right into that it was really the easiest thing I've tried to replicate that ever since but I have it I have, to admit, <laughs> I have fallen back on my answer ways I'm not as as meticulous but I'll I aspire to be as organized as I was when I wrote that book. <laughs> well, and my problem too is like with the writing process and Becca, you're finding this too, I think, is that like the more you learn about the various methods that you can plot a book, it almost starts to like paralyze you. You're like, oh, should I follow this this kind, this method or that method? That's why, and- I have, that's why I have five books in my work in progress. And yeah. in the past 10 years, I've only published one. So I'm it's so like, relieved. I'm so relieved to hear you say that. Because-, because I'm such a pantser. I'm the same way. I'm such a pantser. I'm like, I'm not organized in anything in my yeah. life unless I'm doing it for somebody else. Well, and I, I mean, I, I'm a great PA because I can organize other people. <laughs> but my husband's like, 
why can't you organize our house? Why, you know, I'm a Sagittarian. I'm a, you've got to, yes. Right. You know, and, and so my mind, I just cannot sit down. And so I get about 60% into the book and I'm like, okay, where are we going now? And so I have five manuscripts that are at 60% and I'm like, okay, I guess I'll go back to them someday. <laughs> a trick for that, that helped used to help me back in my very crazy pantsing days when I only, now I do like a outline on like in like a word document and I'll kind of do beginning, middle, end. So I kind of, and then I'll kind of try to sketch in as much as I have in my head. I run out of time. This is me. <laughs> I procrastinate until I'm like a month from my deadline. And now, and then I'm like, <gasps> I don't have time, you know, so then I just have to go, you know, you know, and so it's like, I know I need to like, like right now is when I need to be planning my January release, but instead, you know, I'm going to be doing everything else that I, sh- you know, I'm be like, I'm going to be inventing jobs for myself. I'm be like, Oh, yeah. this is the time that I need to update my website. No, you bought <laughs> right. book. anyway, but, um, but no, I'm glad to hear you say that about craft books. I thought I was the only person. If I read too many craft books, it's like, I forget how to write. Yeah. I'm like, there's I the save the cat. And then there's the save the cat novel. And then there's the, um, <gasps> I have one called something suddenly happens. Don't buy it. It's really good, but don't buy it. It's just one more thing to mess Thank up your you brain. <laughs> That's me. I'm like, Oh God, I never do that. Should I be doing that? Why am I not doing that? That's why, you know, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I've got to, you know, that's why it takes me so long. That's why I don't do this. That's why, you know, and it's like, stop, stop, yeah. get out of your head. It, it, get yeah. out of your head and just I actually write. just hired an author coach to like <laughs> make me stay on one path. <laughs> That's Cause good. yeah, it's, it's, it's my, I have any, I have, ADHD like really bad and so I'm like so we meet twice a week <laughs> that's brilliant that sounds really cool and what does she do what does she tell you like um so we work on various like we did the brainstorming really really explicitly like I've never brainstormed like that before and then wow. um then there she works then we well, yesterday we just did the um the plot arc car uh plot arc methods and then tomorrow we're meeting to do is it tomorrow Monday I can't remember. No, tomorrow's Saturday. So Monday <laughs> we're meeting okay. for the character art cards. So, um, and this so is just she like makes layers. You plot. She makes you plot. Yeah. And she, and she and, does it with you. That's brilliant. I'm right. And um, yeah, so it's, it's, it'll be interesting. I've never, ever used a development or developmental editor of any sort. Yeah. Um, I just kind of like throw shit on a page and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it and it's a paralyzing me I like right I like Becca was saying you get to like 60 70 percent you're like oh I think I've missed a whole bunch of stuff I think this yeah. isn't right I think you know it's just a mess so I was like I I need to do something different and I have too many methods in my brain and so I love that man well <laughs> you know my developmental editor is my poor husband who doesn't read romance at all except mine he'll read mine he's a big yes. Stephen King fan though and honestly Stephen King doesn't write romance, but the type of fiction, you know, is poppy enough, you know, it's popular enough that it's like my husband, the only thing about my husband is he doesn't understand romance, like, like standards. What's the word? Like there are certain things the reader's expectations do. Yes. And I'm like, no, baby, I can't do that. He's like, what you should really do is kill (laughs) off, you know, and I'm like, funny. I can't kill that person. This is a romance novel. What's wrong with you? He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. that would yeah. make it really good. I'm like, no, that would make everyone come and kill me is what would happen. And never read that. your books again. So was, uh, was um, so tell us, what was, what was your first book that hit the bestseller list? Was it um, one that your okay, husband helped so you with? I wasn't or? sure if you meant like 
Amazon bestseller or if you meant like USA Any, Today? When Any you kind first, of bestseller. When you first identify it as a bestseller. <laughs> okay. Well, I pro I didn't call myself a bestseller. Well, I did. That's a lie. Um, I hit the USA Today bestseller list with When We Touch. That okay. was in 2017. 2017. Okay. When We Touch made the USA Today list in 2017. And um, but <laughs> I had been like in the Amazon top 100 okay. several times before that, but, um, but you know how USA today works. It like collects everything that you do in one week right. from like Monday to Sunday. And it like collects all the sales from Monday to Sunday and it stacks them all up, everybody together, like everybody who has a book out. Right, right, right. I don't even think it's new releases. I think it's just all the books that are out Monday through Sunday. They just line them up and whoever, and then they just rank them to, 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 by number of sales. And um, so I would do dumb things like, because I was a wide, I was a wide author all the way up until 2017. And I think that's when I went into KU full time. And, uh, and I would release like on a Friday. <laughs> <laughs> or I'd release like on Sunday. I released on Sunday for the longest time, not realizing that Monday is when they started counting. Which is very interesting because isn't Tuesday considered the big release day? Yeah, but it, I mean, that's in the week. You know, I know. <laughs> yeah. I hear what you're saying because you feel like you'd want to get every single day. Uh, Monday an extra day. Good. Now I'm changing my strategy. Thanks, T. I think they count pre-orders, but though that was the other thing, pre-orders on uh, uh -huh. certain retailers be careful because the pre-orders are counted the day before i think it's apple that does that apple Dude, does it the day before so and amazon sometimes will do two or three days after the release right so be careful so you know it's been a while since i've thought about this because you know once i did that i was like yeah. okay that was a goal i made it now i don't even worry about it anymore <laughs> but, um and so but there's a lot there's a strategy to it just because of the counting part you know if sure. you want to have your numbers line up so that you're they're all counted i would do dumb things like that like i would release the book i think that's what i was doing i was releasing on monday i started releasing on mondays but then all my pre-orders were counted on Sunday. So I lost all those pre-orders. Uh, they were not included in the count. So I think that's why they release on Tuesday because if they're pre-orders, the pre-orders get counted on Monday and that is included in the week. So yeah, I had to have an author friend explain it to me like five times. <laughs> and then I finally wrote it down. And um, I know it's like- she's Well, like, back, when, back, in, back in you know, 2013, 14, when New York Times was still- Yeah, still letting us in. Yeah, I mean, everybody had different formulas for everything, so it was so confusing. And you know, oh, I know it's it's a lot. On. Well, and I just kind of was like, that's something. That's something I want, you know. So it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't matter, and it doesn't mean your books are better than anybody else's. Um, it just I wanted to do that, you know. What I mean, there's yeah. plenty of. Did you have a strategy there. for that? Was it? Did you like add stack? Um, oh or... yeah, I did everything. I did everything. <laughs> I did newsletter swaps. I had so many people helping me. I had, you know, um, ads, I had all of it. I mean, I did the whole gamut news, you know, everything. And, um, and yeah, but it was timing. It's also a timing thing. And, you know, and then you also, speaking of timing, you can never control when like, you know, E.L. James or all, you know, all these big right. authors are going to also release their book the same week as right. you. And you're just, well, forget about it. You're not in the list. Well, I was looking at there's upcoming releases on um, Amazon. You can look and see what's coming up and like how many were listed for September 30th. So to anybody out there releasing September 30th, 2020, good luck. Yeah. There I were know. like eight pages yeah, I of know. new releases for September 30th. 
that that sucks when that wow. happens. Yeah, that's happened to me before and it's not great. But you know, um, but yeah, so I mean it's it like I said, it, it's really just kind of a strategy thing. And yeah. then once you've done it, just don't worry about it. And I mean, and some people don't even care. I mean, like I said, there are so many great authors that I read their books and adore them. And I don't know that they're on any lists. I don't even look at that. That doesn't matter to me. Right. I just know authors I like. And I just go get their books because <laughs> nice. I'm like, I know I'm going to like this. I know I'm going to, you know, enjoy it. And it's, I'm not going to get bogged down. And so, you know, awesome. anyway. So where were you whenever you first heard about being on the USA Today bestselling list? Uh, I was here at the house where I always am. My cave. <laughs> I was in my cave. No, I'm kidding. I believe my friend, uh, Aletha Romig, who lives here near me um and she had been watching because she had been messaging me all week I think you got it I think you got it and I'm like she's like how what are your numbers tell me your numbers and I'm like okay and I'm telling her and I'm embarrassed because she's a New York Times bestseller and I'm like all right don't make fun of me these numbers are good for me <laughs> anyway I know I'm like shut up I don't want to hear it and anyway but she was like no that's good that's good what, what do you want google plus you know google play is the hardest one to know and yeah I, was like, I don't know I can't read this anyway because they have they've gotten a lot better since 2017 but back then it used to be so hard to tell what was going on and there's a delays on certain ones I can't remember Kobo is the only one that's like right up to the minute you can always know how you're doing on Kobo bless their hearts but um I think Apple there's like a 24-hour delay on Apple and Amazon's pretty up to date anyway she was like you got it I know you got it and then she was she was the first one to tell me I was just like crying ah, I did it ah, you know it was, it was it was funny it was silly it was just one of those things you know we did it yay everybody was helping me I was so so thankful so many people were like cheering me on because I've been doing it for a while at that point yeah I was like, golly y'all I should probably try to hit USA Today bestsellers so people know that I'm actually okay I actually do sell books <laughs> I actually have a following <laughs> but it was neat oh no oh your your sound oh, okay. went out What's Oh no, am I, can I? No, it's, it's about, you're on mute. <laughs> I was like, oh no, did I lose everybody? No, she, no. Okay. All right. I uh, uh, no just had some frogs in my throat. So I was clearing my throat and forgot to oh. unmute. <laughs> That's okay. I was like, wait a minute. Is this me? Oh, is this you? I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. um, so anyway, I was just saying, it's like so much fun to hear all the, uh, the, 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 the personal stories that you don't ever really hear. I love yeah. that. Um, and now let's uh, go ahead and turn this to, the book you brought. One of the things we do on this show is we bring on best-selling romance authors to bring a new author, a not yet best-selling author, uh, with a book that they think more people should be reading um, and should yeah. be the next bestseller or could be the next bestseller. So uh, why don't you tell us about the book that you brought us today, T? Okay. It's Falling for the Beat by Brianna Lynn. It's a rock star romance. It's spicy. It's sweet. It has a nanny. It's got a little guy, a little son. He's a single dad and she's had a crush on him for a while. It just has all the feels. I don't want to do too many spoilers, but it has like, um, it is part of a series, but she actually, Brianna is, um, she's a new author. She's, she's new to the game. And, um, but she's been in my reader group for a long time and she's very sweet, very supportive, just really hungry, you know, and I love her group, learn. by the way, for, for uh, Brianna's baristas, right? Is her Facebook group? Yes. She started in such a fun group. Yes. She's really, she's coming. She's just kind of emerging onto the scene. She's new and um, well, she's been in for over a year. So yeah, yeah. right. Her first right. one came out May 21st, 2021. 
Exactly. And so she sent me, she's, she's always, you know, kind of been one of my readers, liked my books. And um, so she was really sweet. She asked me if I would read it and, you know, kind of help her. And I'm like, of course, heck, you know, I wouldn't be where I am without all the people who'd helped me. And, um, and so I read it and it's really good. It's really, really good. I liked it so much. So I wanted to highlight Brianna Lynn and I haven't read the other books in the series yet, but based on this alone, I'm, I want to go back, you know, it's, you know, yeah, same. With us. I'm like, these are, this is adorable. I, I mean, it's just heartwarming. It's spicy. Like I said, it's got all the feels and, you know, it's got all those elements that I love. I have single parents in my books at times, not in all of them, but I'll write single parent books are some of my favorites to write, you know, especially when they got a sweet little kid and he finds out he's a single dad early in the book. I'm not spoiling anything. He finds out like right away that this girl that he had been involved with in the past had his child and then she was killed and she left her son to him. And so he inherits his son that he never even knew about. And um, it's a little boy and, you know, and he's kind of stops talking because he's, you know, grieving. And so he brings in the, the heroine, the female main character. I think that's what we're saying now. Yeah. <laughs> um, the female main character is the younger sister of another rock star who from the first they've, book. Kind of, they've kind of collaborated with. It's, and it's she, from, so she's the right, the brother is from the first book in the series. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so they, oh, okay. Yeah. That's the connection. <laughs> and um, so he hires her to be a nanny and she's like a grad student working on her PhD in like uh, studying, like she had cancer as a child. And so she's, you know, studying that and everything. Anyway, it's just, I don't want to give too much of the story away, but it's really, really good. And I just liked it so much. And I wanted Brianna to have a little spotlight because these are, these are really good books. And I don't know that enough people are talking about them. I think she's building, you know, I think she's growing her audience but yeah. hopefully we can give her a little push yeah so. i i would uh categorize this as an age gap single dad nanny boss rock star yes. romance those are those are the major, major points of it and so i would what, i don't know that i'd say brother's best friend because they no, weren't really best no they friends. weren't really friends just but i mean yeah. they just collaborated or something right. yeah songs or something so why don't we read the blurb for yeah, everybody so they know what the book is kind of about so okay what do you call um sorry what do you what do rules and hearts have in common their ability to be broken jesse rule number one when it comes to relationships don't especially if you work for them for the last six years i've been i've had one goal in mind becoming a music therapist and i'm almost there but as a favor to a friend i show up to an interview for a nanny position and fall in love with a four-year-old boy whose words are anything but verbal. The only problem, his dad is Chris Rivera, AKA Topher Rivers, the basis for just one yesterday. And it only took one glance to fall for his charm. Getting involved with the musician, been there, done that, and shredded the souvenir concert t-shirt. So why can't I just stay away? Chris. I've made a career out of breaking the rules. Otherwise, my band would have never made it out of the garage. Jesse Bryant is all about rules. As my four-year-old son's nanny, she makes me want to create a few of my own. Rule number one, ignore my attraction to the woman 13 years my junior, especially when she works for me. When that proves impossible, I want to ball her rules up and throw them in the trash. Because every day, it gets harder not to imagine what she tastes like, what she feels like, what she would look like in my bed. I've never been good at following rules, and her rules are ones I am going to enjoy breaking. Real. 
So there you go. All right. (laughs) Falling for the Beat features a dirty talking rock star, a heroine who loves with all that she has, and an adorable, lovable little boy. So, and yes, this book is especially spicy. This mm-hmm. one had a lot of spice in it, which is <laughs> <Yeah>. good. <laughs> you know, I thought so, but you know, I've gotten to where now I feel like my space, my spice meter must not be hot enough because I'll say something is really spicy and so I'm going to read it and go, oh, that was maybe two peppers. I'm like, what? Peppers? <laughs> Come on. Well, you have to look at what else they're reading peppers. because if they're reading like also, you know, um, Katie Robert, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, it is starting to feel like a dare. I'm like, well, come on now. Anyway, no, I'm just kidding. It, it's good. It is very spicy. I thought, you know, no, in my no. opinion, I agree. I, yeah, I agree. I thought it was pretty spicy. I've gotten to where I don't even, I just, I'm like, it's spicy. I, you'll decide how many peppers. And, you want to get. It's not quite <laughs> hot chocolate weather here yet, but I was like, mm, maybe we have hot chocolate tonight. And <laughs> listeners, yeah. When you read the book, you will know exactly what I'm talking about. I love it. I love it. That's so fun. Yeah. Yay, Brianna. I'll give her a little cheer. So I hope Yeah, I I did really like uh, Chris, Christopher Rivera, who's also known as Toper. Um, That's his stage name. He is the son of music legends. So he comes from a rock star background. So you have that on top of everything else and why he's kind of protective of his band and protective of the people around him. Um, And he just was never really looking for anything. Um, When he finds out he has a son, he's like all in, he, you know, jumps in and he's like, okay, dad, but at the same time, his life is like imploding with his band and other things going around him. So he's like trying to figure out how to become a dad all of a sudden, how to take care of the people in his band who are falling apart. Um, The story really had a lot of layers to it. So it was like, it really kept my attention through it. And, you know, I had had no problems. I would sit it down and then I would go and make something and go get the book and get it back up and see what's coming next. Hey, um, good. So, I agree with you know, all of that. Yeah. So I really, I really liked Christopher as the main character and he was, he was very likable. He was, he was very much the rock star. He had his arrogant side to him, but he also had that, that soft side to him when it came to his son. And mm-hmm. then also whenever he met Jesse, cause she just kind of blew him out of yeah, the water and never expected mental. yeah although she had a little crush on him too so yeah she what? did but she had been burned <laughs> in the past right, by right, a rock right, star exactly. boyfriend and she has you know a brother who's in the business and all of his friends and even though she really trusts them she just really doesn't trust anybody she, outside yeah, of her, her opinion is that her brother and his her brother's band's they're a duck of a different color. <laughs> yeah, right. The, and so, the Joy Guys, uh, that's Chris's, Christopher's band. Right, they, band. Um, just one yesterday. They kind of just for comparison, they kind of reminded me a little bit of the guys in my Fight for Love series, which is Boss of Me, Wait for Me, Here with Me, okay. um, and Reckless Kiss. Those guys, the way they kind of had that relationship where mm-hmm. one of them was, you know, had the drug problem and they were all, and like Taryn had been injured in the, you know, in their little the right. military uh, thing that they had to do. 
And so my, my mind, anyway, but, uh, but it reminded me of that because it was kind of like they were all protective of each other and they were very like bound to you know, each other and they really wanted to figure things out because they had been together, you know, they had this right. long history and they were really like brothers. And so that element of it kind of reminded me if anybody's read, you know, my books, the Boston me, rec- those books, it has that kind we'll of link those in the show among notes. guys. You might like that. It, I really like that. I was like, oh, I love that. I love kind of that protective kind of group, you know, where they're looking out for each other. And we'll, I put, thought, the, we'll put the links for those books of yours, Tia, in the show oh, notes. Oh, yeah, so yeah. Well, I mean, they're not the same, but it has that but same that same, no, that same vibe. Yeah, Bill, you know, that the, same the, dynamic. The, what did they call uh, The Chosen Family, right? You're, yeah. Yeah. You're, yes. Chosen. And they're all bonded because they've, you know, been together and they've been together. These guys experience. in the band, in the Just One Yesterday brand, they've been together for 20 years or at least best it, friends for 20 years. Yeah. But, and yeah. they were friends in high school. They all started off together. So yeah, they've yeah. got that, that yeah. deep rooted. And I, I really it. loved, I really loved Gage. Yes. The little boy. The little boy. He was so cute. He was so was cute. So and adorable. really, I, I'm a sucker for little kids in, in books. <laughs> Me just too. Like, I love them. And the pancakes. Because I have, I have angry teenagers right now. So I'm, I'm oh, no. back with, I want my four and five-year-old back that I can I hug and, and play. Especially when they're kind of, you know, struggling and you have to, you know, take care of them. And you see, oh, I love all that. I love yeah. that so much. Yeah. Me too. Yay. Yeah. I, I'm so yeah. glad yeah. you liked it. I really, it. yeah. I did yeah, like there were the a lot of layers to everything everybody's dynamic and that was that was great that was great (laughs) it's always fun because you you recommend a book you want people to like it I'm so glad y'all liked it that makes me so happy (laughs) yeah and yeah it's interesting because you see how the author also has woven in characters from all the other books so I started reading book one I thought you were going to be bringing us book one when you said the author so I started reading book one I was like halfway through and then she gave me though that was why because she was like will you read this for me and I was like yeah I was like oh I really like this there's all the other characters and when you first start book five so listeners um it's don't worry there's a lot of characters mentioned yeah (laughs) that was my only confusion was going into chapter two where she was at a party and all these people were here and she's talking about all the people and I was like okay, I know she knows all these people, but why are they important? So that was the only, yeah. only fallback for me is that um, I didn't know who all those characters were, but, but as you get well, into it, bring yeah. up, because it does bring up the curiosity, the right? That's so on like, me. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because here's the other no. cool thing though, is you can, it's one of those series where you can jump in and you can understand that story completely, no problems at all. And then there's enough intrigue about the other characters that you're right, like, right, that you'll want to go back and go, go back well, and how did how did they come together? Right, why are they I, so I, important? You know, yeah, right. I, I was I was able to just read it. It didn't, you know, I read right through it, and I was like, you know, I always think of when we get to those parts. You know what I think of? Because like my daughters love those Fast and Furious movies because we're crazy, yeah. and, <laughs> and they'll always have those scenes where they're all eating together and I'm seeing all these people and they're all around the table because you know they always do that party. yeah like yeah the family. big family and I'm like I don't know who any of those people are oh oh there's ludicrous you know I'm like oh, <laughs> anyway but um but it's like that's that's what I think like in chapter two when she's with them all and they've got their babies and stuff and I'm just like okay this is all their family I don't know who these people are yeah. <laughs> like, I just keep going I'm like okay, yeah I just keep reading <laughs> we're not really talking about them right I'm now like, this is that part in Fast and Furious where I don't know who any of these people are <laughs> do you know if there's going to be a book if this series is continuing or if this is the last one of the series no I read this was the last in the series for this okay. but I really okay. kind of hope that she yeah it goes as the just yeah the other the guys from his band and then she probably will don't you yeah. think I haven't especially because, especially with the ending mm-hmm. with the with Evan and the one it was yeah 
I'm not no spoils, but <laughs> I really want to know their story. I I feel like she's got four guys, right? There. Four, yeah. right? Yeah, four, yeah, and um, well, three others that she yeah. can totally deal with. Yeah, you know, write stories about it if she wants to. I mean, I don't yeah. know. Maybe she wants to do something else. Well, what's coming next for you, Miss? Oh, well, I actually have two books coming. I've got, um, and I swear, I I had just made a plan to have a book come out October 13th and December 15th. And then I realized that was insane, especially with the holidays <laughs> and everything. Or my kid, what is wrong with me? So I bumped my December release one month to January, which is going to work because I hadn't really done a pre-order with it. And I hadn't really like done a lot of, I had told people, cause it's the last book of this three book kind of trilogy. And, um, so now they can but, use those uh, Amazon gift cards that they're going to get for Christmas. Right. Or, exactly. Or, or I just Hanukkah. It'll to be January. Good. I was like, I, I've got to have time to like write and think. So my next release is for your eyes only. It's uh, coming October 13th. It's kind of a prequel. Um, it's a standalone romance and the story in it shares characters with my books, fearless and filthy, but the events of the story happen before fearless. So it's not like part of that series. It would be kind of a standalone prequel story, but um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun because it's a character who was a minor character in those two books that a lot of readers, I get this all the time. I always have readers being like, are you going to write like a, yeah. <laughs> a book for the little brother? It's the guy who was standing in the corner, just watching everybody and talking to I'm somebody to the you, waiter and all of a sudden everybody's in love with them. I know. And like uh, in trouble, in my book, Trouble, there's a bodyguard. Everybody fell in love with him. And um, and they were like, are you going to write the story for Henry? And I'm like, y'all, come on. I can't write everybody. I'm like, maybe, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, maybe. And so, you know, cause you never know where you're going to be in a year and you'll be like, I don't know what I'm going to write this That's year. That's just going to be the small book funnel one that you put out. Yeah, you go back or it could even be a bonus scene or something. You never know. Yeah. Always, when people do that, I'm like, I don't know, maybe you never know, just stay around and maybe it'll come up. But, um, but in this case, I had a plan, you know, I was going to write fearless, filthy, forbidden, the three books, they're like yeah. connected by the heroes and the heroine actually and the female main characters too but um but mainly by the guys because they're all working together they're all like it's again military background detectives they're working on a case that covers the three books and you'll get all the answers in forbidden so it's kind of like there's the romance in fearless and and a lot of those events it's happily ever after so there's nothing left hanging but there's this kind of overarching kind of thing that they're trying to figure out what that is so oh, so like a continuous filthy, plot. yes so this long and the end is in forbidden and you get all the answers and why this is happening and what the mean what it all meant Yay. but there's a guy in fearless and filthy who is a friend of the sisters and he's just kind of like this playboy kind of you know rakish type of you know he just kind of hangs around and drinks too much and mm -hmm. um everybody's like why don't you do something with him? Or I had several readers message me and go, you know, if you ever wanted to write a book for him, I think that would be great. And I was like, um, yeah, thanks. And yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But now I was like, well, okay, I'll try to see. And, you know, maybe a bonus scene or maybe, you know, whatever. And then I had agreed to do this forbidden romance for a collection of romance, forbidden romances that Jenica Snow wanted us all to do. They're not series. They're just a collection. And we all wrote one and we're going to cross promote them. Sure. And I was like, what am I going to write about forbidden romance? And I was like, okay. Ding, ding, ding. And, and I got it. And so I took this character and I took him out and I brought him to Miami, which most of the action of 
Fearless and Filthy, and those books takes place in Manhattan or in South Carolina, which is where the girls' family all live. And the sisters have family that own a town in South Carolina. And um, so it's either in those two places. So he leaves New York because something happens and he goes to Miami and he, while he's down there, he falls in love with this dancer and it's kind of, he's actually her boss. And so it's kind of a forbidden boss and it's kind of a secret who she is. And so it's all this fun yeah. stuff, it's really sexy. Okay, I think it's probably four or five peppers, but I don't know how many peppers <laughs> people are going to give me on this one. I'm not doing anything. Anyway, but um, these peppers, I can't tell, but I think it's pretty spicy. The It's got some, it might make you cry. I made my editor cry. Every time I make my editor cry, I'm like, yes, because she's, you know, she's an editor. Because editors are, have that stone heart. They're like, they read everything. They're like, uh, yeah. you're not going to make me cry. So I always, I'm like, I'm going to make her cry. And so she like, she like messaged me. She goes, I'm going to start charging for puffs. And I'm like, yes. So, it's so um, funny. I like, I always like when people say, oh, that scene totally made me cry. Were you crying when you were writing it? And I was like, no, I think well, my heart is I know. We, we're too technical. I mean, we're, we're the ones building the house, you know, it's like, it's hard for us, but I, I will say, I, I, I have made myself cry once and it was when I was working on wait for me. And, uh, that one is kind of a really big tearjerker, but, um, but I went back and reread it and I was like, okay, if I'm crying, then dang, I'm gonna have people like really messed up reading this I've, one. I've ugly but, cried on one book. That's it. That's so far. And, and I, let me see. Uh, I am a very Sheridan. emotional reader. I cry at everything. Mia Sheridan always makes me cry. Um, somebody else made me cry. Oh my gosh, Sarah Kate made me cry when I was reading. Um, uh, 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 what was her big one? What's the big one? Give Come me on. more praise. praise. Oh yeah, yeah. Sarah Kate. Um, no, Sarah Kate praise. I was reading. It, I had to tell her. I was like, "You totally tore me up because that." And it, it's not the romance. It's like the secondary characters, and there's kind of a little <laughs> subplot going on. And I was just like, "Oh god." And I was all upset and crying. Anyway, and so, I mean, anyway, I guess it depends on, you know, your sure. disposition. I don't usually cry either, but there are, oh, what have you <laughs> There's a martini glass with little scraps of paper in it. Yeah. Just be. <laughs> so, um, well, we know where you've been when all this other stuff, we, um, we have some rapid fire questions for you. Oh goodness. Here we so go. I'm going to pull okay. five random questions. These are not pre-planned. You get what you get. Oh, I won't pitch a fit. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to grab one. Let's do some rapid fire questions All right. and get to know Tia Louise on a very different level. Uh -oh. What is your favorite kind of cake? Oh, my favorite kind of cake. Probably chocolate cake, you know. I mean, I like chocolate anything. I mean, I, does tiramisu count as cake? That's not really cake. That's something well, else. I would call it a cake. Uh -huh. Okay, we'll go. Oh, coconut cake. My grandma used to make coconut cake with that white icing. Oh, she's been, yeah. She's been gone a while. And then so the toasted, toasted uh, coconut oh, on the outside. I'm talking or? about that old-fashioned Southern like. Are you, yeah. the are you talking a hummingbird cake? No, it's it doesn't like, have any pineapple in it. No pineapple. Okay. It's just white coconut cake. My great grandmother used it. to make one. Like they, that. that used to be something yeah. people would make back in the day because it's a it's a big southern diet. thing. It's yeah, a big southern and, thing. Oh, it's so good. My family all hates coconut, but I love it. And coconut that cake. cake. Is so all good. Right. Anyway, yeah. Um, what is something you would like to learn? French. I've always wanted to speak French. I tell everybody, I wish I spoke French and I'm even from Louisiana and I don't speak French. It's really sad. <laughs> I pretend to speak French, but I don't. 
So. My daughter has been taking French for four years. We homeschool. So. She, <laughs> she, she, she can count to 10. Oh, she, can, she can, she can say, you know, like, where's the restroom? How do I get to the street? But yeah, she keep now she's a junior this year. She's like, I think I'm going to try Latin this year. I was like, no, we're going to stick with French. <laughs> we have been well, working on it for four years. I know it is the same thing. Yeah. I am. Have you ever watched people speaking French to each other? Their lips are yeah. like, they look like they're going to kiss each other. I'm like, look at <laughs> I love it. I love Some it. Some do. I mean, so I, I, um, I took French all through high school. I learned it very well. My, um, my French teacher actually oh, recommended again. me to be an exchange student. And I did that. And I went to live in Brazil for a year. And oh, so I speak Portuguese. Get uh, out of here. Are they kind of like Portuguese, like mixing French and Spanish? Yeah. yeah, they're very similar. Um, a lot of the words sometimes just have a different accent. It's very funny. But so I understood the conjugation and the sentence structure and that. So um, I had like all of Portuguese when I, this is like, okay, going back 30 years. So, <laughs> but I had learned the Amazing. whole language pretty much in like three months. And after five months, I didn't have an accent. People didn't believe I was American really. That's um, so cool. Yeah. <laughs> And then when I, I went home, I had a hard time Brazil. speaking English. That's amazing. Wow. I I'm a polyglot. That. So I love languages and they just, I just pick them up really easily. My kids no, I don't. have I a don't. similar ear. Both of my kids are musicians. Um, one plays clarinet, one plays oboe. And the one who plays oboe is going to be getting, uh, she's going to be working on her music therapy degree. So that was like our heroine from the book you recommended. So that was kind of fun for me. Oh, yes. So you, <laughs> oh yeah, right. Cool. So That's I messaged right. her. Yes, I'm like, hey. music therapist. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Okay, question number three. Are you ready? Yes. Do you have any phobias? Do I have any phobias? Hmm. Let me think. Well, I don't think I do. You know, I um I really don't. I like spiders. Um I do not like spiders. I used to have a big problem with cockroaches because we used to live down yeah, along of course. the coast. In the south. Yeah, we used to live on, you know, the uh, in Al South Alabama around sure. uh, Gulf Shores area. Yeah, and um, whoo, girl, you get them biggins, and they'll. That's why like, I have cats. And, they, and the, I, the, those things, but but I'll tell you what cured me, being a mom. I, I'll tell you the first time one of them came like we were outside and one of them came flying down and they're such the dumbest bugs too they're just stupid bugs they, but they're yeah. creepy they don't bite but they're just creepy and ew. and one of them came down and I swear I like smashed it instead of run away screaming <laughs> it was coming at my baby well it was trying to eat my baby anyway I, so I called my mom I said mom you're not gonna believe what I just did she's like what I said a cockroach came flying out of one of the trees because you know they live in those oak trees it's like <sighs> cockroach came flying out of one of the trees and I took off my flip-flop and smashed it and she goes wow I said it was going after Catherine I get it and she was like that's amazing I was like I know I know I've, it's I've so funny disturbed. there is I'm something disturbed. to that so my daughter she's been working at a JCC preschool and um she would scream bloody murder when she was in her room if she had like the teeniest tiniest spider like you can't even really call it a spider right yeah. and she would scream no matter what every time and we would have to go run and like rescue her from like the <laughs> spider that is like I don't even know I don't even know how, like yeah like, where is it I don't I don't see it anyway um now so she's working in this preschool and this one kid saw a spider and starts screaming and Sophia's like I got it. I got it. And she like grabbed a cup and she slid a piece of paper underneath. it. I'm like, she think she got, she got personal with this spider. I was going to say, that is like next level. Like, she's like getting close enough to. And she calls me and she's like, mom, really you're not going to believe what happened today. Oh, no. I 
got rid of a spider. I was like, what? You know, (laughs) I don't like spiders. I really don't like them. They creep me out. But, but Charlotte's web kind of cured me. Charlotte, you know, Charlotte. My daughter was vegan for six years too. So she couldn't kill the spider. She had to rescue it, which is fine. Does that count? Okay. I'm sorry. I got to go call a question. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that counts. (laughs) She's, I mean, that was how she was leaning animals, into animals. They're insects. I agree. Insects don't. Okay. And there's enough of them, frankly. Right. Frankly. <laughs> Did also, they eat bad bugs. Spiders eat bad bugs. It's sort of like snakes. I don't mind snakes. I, again, yeah. I don't want to get like to be best friends with snakes, but like we used to have a black snake that lived in our yard Ooh. and I was like, there's a snake and I, di- I didn't want to kill it, but I didn't want it to jump out at me either. Sure. And so, um, kind of like spiders, it's like, I don't want to kill them, but I don't want them to make me kill myself because I see. <laughs> and, um, and a guy came to work on our house and he was like, you know, don't kill that snake. Cause that snake will keep the bad snakes away. And I was like, uh really I never heard that but of course I'd never lived near large bodies of water and so you get like water moccasins which mm-hmm. are very poisonous yeah. yeah apparently the black king snake which is not poisonous and like it's a rat snake some people call it it eats rats or something I guess I don't know and um it keeps those water moccasins away anyway I don't know how we got <laughs> off into animal the animal kingdom <laughs> next we'll be talking well, about we were in the animal kingdom before we even started know, we'll be talking about duck penises yeah. next I know <laughs> No, all right that's a good thing about my ducks they keep the insects away in the backyard they keep everybody away all yeah. the bad birds birds like oh ducks yeah. run run ducks okay <laughs> shopping fun or torture depends <laughs> okay if i am having a good shopping day and i'm finding like things are fitting and i'm looking good and what i'm are we talking clothes shopping or are we talking some other kind of shopping because furniture shopping to me is torture but if I'm like looking for clothes for me or my daughters or something and we're finding good stuff and and we look good then it's great but it's like okay. it's everything what about the grocery store oh well I, kind of have a system. <laughs> I don't enjoy it but I have a system so I can get it done quickly Same. and also um I subscribe to one of those delivery services so if I can't if I'm in the deadline I can just have it delivered you know and I do that yeah, too yeah you got when it I'm, when I'm feeling lazy <laughs> last Rapid fire question number five. <laughs> Favorite ethnic cuisine? Ooh, tough. That's a <laughs> tough one because I like a lot. Um, all right. Favorite ethnic cuisine. Ooh, who am I going to narrow it down to? Because see, I love love sushi. I love Thai food. Mm-hmm. I love Mediterranean food. Yeah. Oh gosh, Greek and Lebanese. Mm-hmm. Um. Oof. Okay. I'll probably go, probably my top favorite would be Mediterranean because there we have this uh, Greek and Lebanese restaurant nearby. And my daughter and I would go there every single day for every meal. They have the best hummus. It's so good. Yeah. So, yeah, we like a lot of foods, different foods. So there you go. Hey. Tia, thank you so much for coming. Hi. This has been the, I can't even believe it's been as long as it's been almost an hour. <laughs> oh, I'm a talker. I know. No, uh, ditto. <laughs> well, it's just been great. I love you both. And it's, I'm so excited about this. I was just so honored and just, I couldn't believe y'all called me to be on your podcast. That makes me so happy. Yeah, absolutely. You were actually the very first person I thought of whenever we switched everything Good to, to um, we should have bestsellers. I was like, Tia would be Aww, awesome. Tia has to be you. on. 
I know it's been forever since we've seen each other and I've been able to hug you, but I mean, it was during the pandemic. I think we lost each other. I know there's, there's this two year gap that just like feels like I've forgotten it, but it's there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That two years, it's weird. Cause it feels like it's like a blink of an eye, but also felt like 10 years. Oh, when we were in it, it was miserable. Although I kind of, I wasn't so miserable. I'm kind of an introvert. So I was like, this is fun. I have all my people home. here. Yeah, nobody talks to you at the stores. You just like rush through and you get out. <laughs> yeah. You know, I didn't go to the store, but no, but uh, it was really cool because I was like, all the kids were home, you know, and my there husband still went to work, but I was like, hey, and we were all having lunch together. Still waiting for my husband to go back to work. <laughs> oh, well. I mean, he works. He just stopped. works. And I would home. like, I would arm him up with like Lysol. I was like, I want you to spray every elevator button. I want you to spray every handle. I went, he's like, I'm the only one in the office. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> Never, we don't know anything yeah. about this virus. And so we were very on edge, you know. My but husband works true. for Pfizer. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's true. It's like you, you talk to somebody you haven't seen in a while. And it's like, how long has it been? Like a year or two? And it's like, no, it's been three years because yeah. we forget there was that two-year gap where nothing happened. Yeah. Like, three wow. years. Oh wow. my God. But anyway, well, thank you guys, man. This was great. I just oh, good. chatting with y'all. So good. Awesome. And we'd like to have you back whenever. So uh, let, let okay. us know. Sure. And uh, if you have another bestselling, uh, uh, future bestseller or not yet bestseller that you want to share with us, we are all ears fingers crossed for your eyes only i'm really excited yes about that. can't wait for that gonna like it and, i'm excited it's october and that one releases when so again october 13th and it'll be it's up for pre-order now wide on all of, on amp on apple nook google play and kobo it's it's Great. up for pre-order but i'm going to put it in kindle unlimited um when it releases so on release day it will go into kindle unlimited so all i'll right. pull it down so go ahead and if you want to read it go ahead and get it and um and then because it's going to be in Kindle Unlimited and so I get people fuss because I was wide at one time and they're like I can never do your books anymore and I'm like well you can well and then you're also going to do a takeover in our fictional boyfriends group on Facebook yes yes yeah. I will I will be in there in October so I think from- the 14th is what we have you down for yeah day yep. after release so day after after release. and everybody remember to uh pick up falling for the beat yes to brianna lynn by brianna lynn and we Links will have the all the information on our show notes and all that so thank website. you so much tia for being with us today thank you guys Y'all <laughs> thank you awesome. thank you thank you Be sure to check out Tia Louise's books as well as Brianna Lynn's books. All their links can be found in the show notes. And you can also check out our website for those links and more. If you like the podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcast. And also tell your friends. Join us on Facebook in the Fictional Boyfriends group where you'll get to interact with the best-selling authors we've had on the show as well as the not yet bestsellers and learn who will be our next author. Links are in the show notes. I'm Becca. And I'm Izzy. Thanks Thanks for for listening listening and happy Happy reading. reading.